for senior living during where we live on Wednesdays, 3.30, 7.30, and 10.30. You'll enjoy it. Show. Good morning, Andy. Good morning. Uh, another summery day today, 67 degrees right now, and a little foggy here and there this morning, and a high today of 83 degrees with sunshine, uh, maybe some rain later in the day. I don't know if you went out last night, but it ended up getting so hot in the afternoon. I ended up playing golf. And, oh, uh, it's a shame. Yeah, it was a shame, but it was, uh, it was hot. So I sweat more than I thought I was going to, but I got in 18 holes yesterday. Lucky you. Yes, uh, summer weather continues. This is uh, the temperature we're supposed to be at. It's normal all this week. And we do have a uh, chance of rain uh, tomorrow, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's nice uh, that we haven't had to dodge a thunderstorm in the last five days, though, and consumers, uh, crews still out working. Was, uh, I heard it was one of their 10th largest uh, incidents mm -hmm. um, in the state of Michigan. So yeah. it's just amazing. I uh, was with a few people that live near the Farwell Lake area, um, and it looked like a tornado ravaged the lake area. And a friend of mine had a, has a tree on his home, and he was describing the story of um, he was in the shower when it <laughs> happened. And you know, you don't know what it is, obviously. Has a tree ever hit your house? Uh, no, I've never so. had that experience. No. So um, he said they, they thought he was in the middle of a tornado, you know, well, which I, I would have too. They tell you to get hide in the bathroom when there's a tornado. I, I don't know if you should take a shower. Yeah, but. he actually he you know like a great father, he was able to uh, leave the leave the shower, retrieve his children, and then find safety. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, the good news is uh, last night Consumers Energy got everybody back until this morning when some trees fell on lines between uh, Concord and Spring Arbor. So there's an, an additional 900 people without power right now in the Spring Arbor Concord area. But there was maybe one or two people that uh, still didn't get restored as of late last night. They got it all done and then some more trees fell on uh, lines this morning. It's, it's crazy, really. Uh, but yeah, a monumental effort uh, by Consumers Energy. Uh, summer activities today at the Cascades is family night and Karen Kidder will be performing a local favorite and in Grass Lake it's uh, farmers market and music in the park night and the ABC sisters will be performing so a couple of uh, entertainment options for you today uh, we've got uh, some updates from the state the MDHHS is going to have uh, Dr. Sarah Lyon Callow give an update on trends of the disease in the state, hospitalizations, uh, deaths, vaccinations, the trajectory of the virus in Michigan. That'll be later this morning. We'll monitor that. And Dr. Adnan Makara from Henry Ford Health System will have an update on uh, hospitalizations and vaccinations and provide uh, guidance to uh, the communities 
uh, served by Henry Ford Health System about the third uh, booster shot that is being recommended uh, starting next month. Yeah, that's uh, and, and news should come out today that they are going to recommend that for all 12 and older that are eligible mm -hmm. to receive that booster. We were talking last night, uh, my wife Stephanie and I, about how crazy this, no matter what, how crazy this disease is. And if you look at it just at the way it affects ages, it's like it just, the older you get, the worse it is. And it's mm -hmm. just like, it's still not affecting children um, as much, as much, but hardly at all, really, when you look at the data. Um, and, and to me, it's just, it's amazing that, um, you don't have the hospitalizations as much and really you don't have the deaths. It's just, it's just so odd um, how this disease is working. Well, I think as with uh, most uh, diseases and viruses, the older you get, the more uh, dangerous it is. Yeah, yeah, I know, but this is a funny one. Mm. Uh, people in Jackson County though, uh, the older that you are, the more likely that you are vaccinated, 83% of people aged 65 to 80 are vaccinated, 83%. And uh, over 80, 80%. Uh, still the uh, demographic uh, with the least percentage of vaccinations, people aged 20 to 30, the invincible generation. Yes, the invincibles. Hey, if the Pope told you to get the vaccine, would you? Some people would. That's right. Well, the Pope has done that. Pope has. Uh, from the Vatican yesterday in a PSA called uh, getting the vaccine an act, act of love an act of love yes so it'll be interesting if the the Pope's message impacts the uh, vaccine percentage across the globe it certainly could mm -hmm. let's hope it does yesterday Chicago uh, reinstituted their indoor mask mandate for all of Chicago really yep and in uh, Lansing, uh, Michigan Republicans have uh, begun debate on legislation that would prohibit private businesses and public employers from discriminating against employees who don't get uh, vaccinated. So this would, would uh, ban uh, vaccine mandates on um, businesses in the state of Michigan. Hmm. Um, Businesses are not happy about that. They are not favor, in favor of uh, government uh, interference in of the operation of business. And Brian Kelly, president of Small Business Association of Michigan, already has come out against this. So it's going to, on Thursday, they're going to start debate in the House on that. Also, you know, we're hearing about uh, mask mandates uh, across the state. In Michigan, most school districts will not go back to school until September 7th. I wish that was my kids school district well jackson county we have special we we have a special exemption from state law do you remember why we did that so the the all the school districts in jackson county decided let's get a, a balance the, the same calendar sure. a common calendar for all districts and in doing so they asked the state let's we want to start the last week of august and get out a week earlier in June, uh -huh. and the state granted that exemption. They regranted it, and I think it's the fifth, fourth, fifth year of that. It's right fine, now. but the schools do not get out earlier than the other schools in the state, so I don't get it. Everyone ends on the same at the same time. I would like to start after Labor Day, and of course, the state would love all schools to start after Labor Day, so we can spend that last little bit of summer money on tourism in the That's state and. 
that's what most people do, uh, you know, your last <laughs> weekend before school starts, you head up north or head to one of our lakes. So I'd like to do that, but it, well, I, I'm going to be gone, but my daughter will be in school. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the reason to, uh, so that people could continue spending money yes. on northern Michigan vacations and so that there would be uh, labor available um, to staff those establishments ah, where people are vacationing. I never, I never look at the whole picture. <laughs> I'm glad you're here. Yeah. But we do have, um, there are several school districts in the state of Michigan that will have mask mandates. Did you know that? We've got I heard about that. Ann, Ann Arbor, that. Saline, Ypsilanti, Holt, Eaton Rapids, Lansing, Hazlitt, Battle Creek, Grand Rapids, and Detroit. All those school districts will be requiring mask wearing among all students, staff, and visitors to uh, school buildings starting with school year, which will be September 7th for those uh, school districts. And of course, half of the people in those districts are not happy about that, and the other mm -hmm. half are. How about in uh, Mississippi? 20,000 students quarantined already. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if, um, you know, the impact that we're seeing now in the South has anything to do with how it was initially hand handled um, as far as mitigation techniques and vaccination rollout. Well, how it was originally handled and how it's being handled today is um, mismanagement from day one at every level, as we, as we know. And that is partly to blame for the, the lack of uh, acceptance, mass acceptance of vaccinations to this day. But science is recommending vaccinations. In the Pope. And to the pandemic, I believe that as well. And, and the, the Pope. Pope. And the yes. Pope, which is controversial, really, for some. For the Pope? Yeah, don't Isn't you think? Give vaccine. It, no, he's been never vaccinated. Had, we've had uh, you know, vaccinations for uh, flu, tetanus, uh, polio, diphtheria, uh, pertussis. Uh, we've had. How do you even know all those? Well, that's because we don't have these diseases <laughs> because we've been vaccinated. But I can guarantee you, you do not want to get polio or scurvy or tetanus. We've been vaccinated. We people have not had an objection to getting any of these vaccinations, and we haven't had these diseases. Have you ever had tetanus? I've had tetanus shots. I have too. Yeah, I don't yeah. want tetanus. What is yeah. tetanus? I don't want yeah. rabies is another one. Rabies was pretty much um, squashed by people following the science. That's right. You don't want to get bit by a rat or you'll get rabies. You don't want to get rabies. No. <laughs> uh, we have some more mask mandates. Um, you will be wearing masks on planes into next year. Yesterday, the TSA said they're extending into January a requirement that people on uh, airlines and all public transportation, including school buses, uh -huh. will be uh, required to wear face masks through at least January 18th. So there's the first uh, evidence that the pandemic is going to extend into 2022. You've flown since... Uh the pandemic, correct? Mm -hmm. A couple times. I don't see the masks going away on planes for a long time. I Maybe really don't. Never. But I, I don't think they're going to go away in hospitals, ever. And yeah, I don't know. I don't think they're going to go away on planes. Planes for a probably long time. not. Um, no. If I see, I'd like to go a week without seeing a fist fight on a plane. <laughs> it is just crazy out there. Well, on yesterday the, on certain airlines, <laughs> you got to be careful. Um, 
yesterday, uh, you know, happened. Uh, United Airlines has asked their employees not to duct tape the uh, passengers. They actually issued uh, uh, guidance to their staff. If you are encountering a difficult passenger, please do not duct tape the passenger to their seat. That is from John Slate, who is the uh, United Airlines Senior Vice President of In-Flight Services. <laughs> That's uh, that. God, Sorry. that poor kid. Yeah, and then Noah's pointing out there's a, the guy behind him. What city is he flying into? It's gorgeous. I don't know, but Senior Vice President of In-Flight Services, what does that guy have to do? I don't know. Just Count probably peanuts? paperwork. Mm. I have no idea what's going on. That what? is nuts. I thought that, uh, I thought that kid deserved it, though. He did. He, he definitely deserved yeah. it. But um, Vice President Slade um, said there are other things on the plane that you can use instead of duct tape, but he didn't say what they are, and I'm curious. I'm curious as to what they are. <laughs> what are they? I think um, you could use clothing, shirts, mm -hmm. jackets. You yeah. could use um, all kinds of things. Seat belts, there's extra seat belts, the one that they show you how to use, you could oh, use yeah. that. Yes, because we can never remember how to fasten our seat belt. They do have to show us that huh? every time. Yeah. But one of the suggestions uh, Vice President Slate said was do the huddle. And that is to get um, the flight attendant mm -hmm. and the pilot and any other um, person on board who uh, might be like uh, a United uh, person, a gate agent who's flying and have a little huddle. Where in the plane conference room <laughs> like and you know, where the drink cart is and someone's trying to get to the bathroom. We have a guy trying to open the door. Uh, let's have a little huddle about this. I don't know. <laughs> it's like, let's yeah. discuss this. No, Not a good know. situation. Let's take a uh, look outside at the uh, downtown Jackson from the Smart Sky Cam before we take our first break. Beautiful day. There's our... Uh, there's our mural, the Bloom mural. Mm -hmm. Beautiful day in downtown Jackson. Here's another uh, mask, uh, mask mandate. Uh, Gray Television just issued a uh, mask mandate yesterday, and this is of note because Gray Television owns WILX Channel 10, mm -hmm. and they said effective September 15th, uh, as a condition of employment, every employee in the company must be fully vaccinated against the coronavirus. All full-time, part-time employees, as well as outside contractors, tenants, and guests who went to the premises. Oh, really? So people that would be on that. Could you imagine if we did that? People would literally murder us <laughs> <laughs> if, we t if we told every guest they had to be vaccinated before they came in. So we won't do that but it's mm. nice that great TV is. Well, you know what, it's, this is what, if you look back at all the things that have happened during this pandemic, everything starts small and becomes big. Mm -hmm. And that's what's gonna happen. Yeah. Yep. Unless people get vaccinated. Yes, for sure. Hey, well, we have a great show for you today. We are gonna get things started with Joe Benschneider and Debbie Kelly talking about a new exciting project in Jackson right after this. You need a plumber? Grimes Plumbing Company. Licensed and insured. Proudly serves the Jackson area with fast, reliable service. 
and competitive pricing, both for repairs and new installs. For fast, reliable plumbing service, call Grimes Plumbing today. And remember, we love water. Just imagine how long your retirement will be. 10 years, 20 years, 30 years? Do you have enough saved? Can your retirement portfolio survive a stock market downturn? So many times I hear, I wish I would have talked to you sooner. I am Brian Smith with Summit Wealth Advisors, and I'm here to answer your questions. Asthma Allergy Centers can help you breathe freely. Since 1980, our board-certified specialists have provided testing and treatment for a wide variety of asthma and allergy-related conditions, including immunodeficiencies and skin problems. No referrals are necessary, and we accept any insurance or no insurance. You can even use our mobile app to check in and pay. Come see us at our Jackson office or one of our multiple offices in Southwest Michigan. Lester Brothers has been performing driveway installations for over 30 years. Crushed asphalt is one of our most popular driveway gravels and an overall Lester Brothers favorite. When spread properly, it can last for many years. It's 100% recycled, environmentally friendly, quarter of the cost of hot asphalt, dust-free, and ready for immediate use after construction. Contact Lester Brothers today for a free timely estimate for your future crushed asphalt driveway or parking lot. If you're looking for a high quality, affordable alternative to the emergency room, then come to IEP Urgent Care's new location in Jackson. It's the same great ER physicians who have been providing care through our local hospitals since 2008, but now with a new location to serve you better. Our ER trained providers believe high quality care is for everyone, so we work with all insurances, including Medicaid and Medicare. Come see us on East Michigan Ave. Finding the home of your dreams is exciting. I'm Andy Bloom with Pillow to Post Home Inspectors and I look forward to taking the next step with you in securing that dream, the home inspection. Having the correct information about the condition of a home empowers you to make the best possible choice when purchasing a property. As your home inspection professional, I ensure confident home ownership with a detailed and objective inspection of the overall condition of the property. Pillow to Post Home Inspectors provides you with peace of mind. back to the morning show on JTV. Hey Bart, if you're any uh, anything like me, then you need this next company, Homesteady Home Repair in Jackson. And let me tell you about what they do. They come, oh, well come they, to your can house. They, can they uh, fix um, like bookcases that have put, been put together not very well? Yeah, did you do that recently? Uh -huh. Yeah, they'll come redo that for yeah. you. So um, call Homesteady at 183-FIX-MY-HOME. They'll do anything from screen repair, painting, doorknob repairs, uh, pretty much anything that uh, 
Joe homeowner does not know how to do. So give them a call, 183 Fix My Home, locally owned and operated. Will they put a IKEA furniture? This is an IKEA furniture, I would not. But would they put IKEA furniture together? Mm -hmm. Wow. They would, but you know, that'd be billed for, hourly. For expenses. So, yeah. <laughs> Our uh, first guests on today's show are Joe Ben Schneider and Debbie Kelly. Good morning. Morning. Nice to uh, see you guys. Now, Joe with uh, the county and uh, Debbie, vice president of the enterprise group. And you guys are working together, collaborating on uh, a pretty large project. Absolutely. Um, back in April, we received a $6 million EDA grant for um, County Farm Springport Road Improvement Project, as well as our Jackson Technology Park North infrastructure project. So Joe and I have become good friends over the last year and a half, um, especially putting the application together right as COVID was, uh, you know, knocking on our doorsteps. So it's been interesting, but um, he's been, you know, he, Joe and his team are great to work with. So we're very excited. And Joe is a senior civil engineer with uh, JDOT and the road itself, it's been long overdue for some upgrades. Yeah, the, the road itself isn't in bad shape. It's just there's no, if you're trying to walk down the road or trying to ride your bike from, you know, that Spring Arbor sandstone area to get over towards Meyer, there's not a lot of options for you. So, um, yeah, so we're going to upgrade County Farm Road and widen that out, put some sidewalks in, and, you know, kind of make it, make it accessible for everybody. Yeah, apparently a lot of people uh, either ride a bike or walk to work at TAC and Technique. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, that will help out uh, tremendously the the <laughs> the, uh, the bike path and, and widening the road. So, what all goes into this project? Uh, how do, how does something this big of a project start, Jeff? So, um, you know, originally the enterprise group came to us with this idea. Um, them in Blackman Township, they had this big property that they wanted to uh, develop, and so we took a look a couple years ago uh, with a consultant to see if. If like the traffic levels and you know all the pedestrian traffic through there warranted you know doing some improvements on County Farm Road, so um, not only are we going to put in the sidewalk and all that, but we're also going to uh, upgrade a couple signals um, at that area. Um, on the far right, there is uh, Airport and County Farm and Blackman Road, um, and we're going to put a new signal in there with some new timing and left turn movements that'll help. Um, people get through there a little quicker and we're also going to put in a new signal um, at the technology park so, uh, so this is a little mock-up of what's going to look like you see uh, there's people walking across county farm and the new roadway at the same time which we're going to try and discourage <laughs> but, um, but you can see kind of the general concept there there's going to be those new signals across the road you know you see these new signals popping up all over the city um, so it's going to be a brand new intersection there, and hopefully it just spurs, you know, development of this entire uh, this entire technology park. And that original road was 102 years old, and then refinished in '91. Yeah, wow. it's it's a it's a like I said, it's not in bad shape. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of asphalt there, but um, it's just a, it's just a roadway. So yeah. the know, Blackman, Blackman Road, uh, County Farm County Road, County Farm Road, yeah. but the road. That leads to that, that, that it goes like under a railroad. Uh, it's like a uh, one lane. Yeah, you know. Oh yeah, Blackman Road. Yeah, yeah. Every time we took the bus from 
from Lumen up to uh, Northwest, I think we'd all yeah. hold our breath when we'd go under that tunnel. <laughs> yeah, Joe Williams used to scrape the side of the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. not part of this project. That's not going to no, be part of this that. project. Um, we're trying our very best to, uh, to look for some improvements there. Um, I think cost would be a big issue there and the fact that, you know, there's a railroad going over the tunnel. but. Um, it's not going to be part of this project. And you can see on the screen, the federal funding is picking up a, a big portion of the uh, bill on this. Yeah, we were really fortunate, um, you know, when this grant was originally submitted um, pre-COVID, back in early 2020, uh, mm -hmm. you know, we thought we were going to have to pick up a bigger uh, check for this than, than we originally did. But then when all the COVID relief funds started pouring in, uh, the EVA realized that they could, you know, fund a little bit more of the project than we originally thought. So that was a big help. Yeah. yeah. And it's one of the largest grants in the state of Michigan, honestly. That's so we're great. really excited. They actually, the EVA approached us back in 2019. So it's been a couple yeah. years that we've been working on this project. They came to us and they're like, hey, do you got anything going on in Jackson County? And we're like, yes, we have the perfect project for you to fund. So it was just, you know, all the stars were aligning. So it was just, it was perfect. Now, you've been telling us for years that Jackson County uh, has not had uh, shovel-ready land for mm -hmm. new developers, and that would specifically be employers you're most concerned about, manufacturers as an example. Mm -hmm. this, pro this park uh, then will be uh, hopefully home to some new companies coming into town? Yes. Um, we do have a couple existing uh, manufacturing companies now that are really busting at the seams, and they are just you know, holding their breath until we can break ground, until they can, you know, work with our Blackman Township LDFA to actually buy a parcel. So they're just kind of standing by, just waiting. So we're very excited to get the grant moving, get, uh, you know, to break ground, hopefully in the spring of 2022. Um, so cause we have one company that's just, like I said, they're just standing by, you know, because they said they, that they're busting at the seams. So. We're it's excited. A, it's a, and it's a really an area of the county that uh, that is growing in, in population and growing in housing. So it's really, it's mm -hmm. a great fit for the county. Yeah. Yeah. yeah close, to, uh, close to the airport, close to the highway. So how many, do we, do we know how many um, projects could go on this new uh, land? It all depends. We have different um, concept maps now. We have a conceptual map that has small small parcels. We have one that has all large parcels. And then the engineer just did one yesterday, has a little combination of both. If we put larger parcels in the back, smaller in the front. So, I mean, it could vary between, you know, seven projects to maybe 12 projects. Or maybe there, we have a company that comes in and says, hey, I need all, I need 100 acres. So then we have just two or three projects. So mm -hmm. it really, it, it, it all depends. Now, is, do you have to deliver uh, sewer, gas, water, uh, uh, electricity, internet, all that? Is there a lot of stuff that, besides the, the road improvements? So included in this project is, um, so sanitary sewer has to run out there from the township, uh, water main, and then just regular storm sewer. Um, that will get the water out of the park there. Um, anything besides that, it's kind of up to the individual utility companies to provide access kind of as people go in there. Because mm -hmm. right. like Debbie said, right now, we don't know exactly where people are going to be building, so. All right, so do you have to, is that one of the things you have to find? Make sure there's fiber and Absolutely, internet? absolutely. Once we start getting tenants and we start getting sales agreements filled out and interest in, you know, companies purchasing parcels, 
we will be reaching out to Consumers Energy, for example, reaching out to you know different entities for fiber, and uh, it's really going to be based on the tenants' needs, whatever the project may be. We actually just had a meeting with Consumers Energy yesterday to talk about that, to start thinking about well, can we just kind of you know hypothetically think of you know possibilities for different tenants so we can just kind of get our brains wrapped around on costs and things like that. So we're already starting that process. From your standpoint in the EG, having having this property available uh, near already well-established large companies, that has to really help when you're you're showing off the property to Absolutely. possible tenants. Absolutely, yeah. And, and, and really this, the, this park is marketing itself already because we have so much interest, you know, in and people that are growing and expanding that are already here in our county. So we want to accommodate them and also we'd like to attract some new people, you know, if possible. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's really exciting and it's, you know, the, on the south side of County Farm Road, there's Technique, there's Shemital, um, there's JSP, JSP Sheet Foam, so, and there's TAC Manufacturing as well. So it's just, it's a great area for, for an industrial park. Debbie Kelly from the Enterprise Group and Joe Benschneider from JDOT with us this morning on The Morning Show. More with Debbie and Joe after this. The PIC Center is an independent practice that has provided care to the Jackson area for over 25 years. Doctors O'Neill and CAC supervise antibiotic infusions, as well as those for many other conditions, such as inflammatory bowel, joint and lung disease, anemia, and multiple sclerosis. Our modern facility is open seven days a week, and the infusion staff will make you feel right at home. Let your doctor know you have a choice where you receive your next infusion. Remember, when you've picked us, you've picked the best. Your new ride is waiting for you at Avenue Auto. We've been giving Jackson great deals on pre-owned vehicles for 27 years. With 80 or more vehicles on the lot, each with a free warranty, we're your family-owned and operated choice in Jackson. Doing the most good, the Salvation Army is here to serve our community, offering a number of services. The Salvation Army will provide emergency assistance support for residents of Jackson County without discrimination. It's the Red Shield Classic. For more information, call 782-7185, extension 117. Serving the Jackson area since 1885. Visit us online or on Facebook at Salvation Army Jackson. When you deliver thousands of meals each week to hungry families, you need a lot of help. From volunteers and donors to some very dedicated partners like Consumers Energy. Their shelter energy efficiency programs have saved thousands of dollars for shelters and food banks like Hidden Harvest. With the money we saved by upgrading our lighting, we delivered 34,000 additional meals. Someone once told me that every community needs a strong hospital, a strong college, and a strong bank. County National Bank is that bank. CMB provides outstanding personal banking services and is the bank of choice for several nonprofit organizations that serve our communities. It's an honor to be part of the growth of the communities we serve in Jackson, Roseville, Lenaway, and Allen counties. And we're proud to help local businesses expand and succeed. CMB is banking that stays in the community. 
Back on the morning show with Joe Ben Schneider, senior civil engineer from JDOT, and Debbie Kelly from the Enterprise Group. And there are more phases to this project. Phase two, which is coming down the line in, is that 2022 or is this part of? Yeah, so the first thing we're gonna do is build out the industrial park as okay. best we can. So that's gonna be the utilities that we talked about um, and also the roadway coming from County Farm. Yep, right there, that, okay. that big parcel. Um, there's also going to be a pretty decent sized uh, pond in the back there to hold all the water. Uh, once that's all done, that should be completed and people who want to build in the park should be able to start doing that. And then we'll start doing all the work on County Farm with the sidewalk, uh, widening the shoulder there. Uh, the existing roadway that's there, like I said, it's in good shape, so we're just going to shave a little bit off of it and pave back on top of it. Um, and then after that's done, That'll be most of the construction season, and then we'll start working on the uh, signal improvements. So putting in a new one at Airport and County Farm, putting in a new one at uh, County Farm and the Technology Park, and then some minor improvements at County Farm and Deering, and then Springport and Shirley. But that will, just because it takes a long time to order that material, you know, the big poles and all that, we're thinking that'll be towards the end of the 22 season, maybe in early 23, or late 20, yeah, late 22, early 23. How, uh, how is everything going lo logistically with the pandemic and supply chain and everything? I mean, that's the big, that's the big one you don't know about. Uh, we've heard some projects, prices have stayed the same and materials are available, and then you go to another project with a different contractor and it's completely different. So yeah. uh, we're planning for the worst and hope Hope wrong. So, also the pandemic has affected uh, the growth of uh, communities when it comes to economic development. A lot of unknowns, and I think companies are unsure of what kind of space they're going to need based on how many uh, people might end up being permanent work from homers. What are you seeing uh, at the EG in terms of uh, potential uh, economic development growth in the county? Well, right now, um, it's a huge unknown because, like you said, there's going to be a lot of vacant buildings in the downtown, um, office buildings, things like that, because a lot of people are doing, working from home, working from, you know, not so many people in the office anymore. Um, the biggest thing that we're hearing from our companies is talent. We need mm -hmm. talent. We need talent. We need employees. So that's really our biggest challenge right now is to get people back to work. Um, that's that's our that's the biggest thing that we hear when we go on re our retention visits with our companies. So we need to start thinking about you know talent and workforce again. So we need to you know talent consortium meetings will be starting back up, I believe, and that's going to be our focus is to find out we got to get we have to get employees mm -hmm. here in our county. And that's on top of uh, what really we always had um, challenges mm -hmm. with the new. Uh, help wanted situation, which is, it's, it's a pandemic itself. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. The uh, Ben Schneiders are uh, expecting twins this fall. Is that new, is that, oh, is that public information? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Well, I just wanna make sure. Yeah, so. we made the now. Facebook <laughs> announcements and Instagram and. Did you do a reveal? We did not, no. Um, it's probably for everybody's safety, yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I don't know if I could hit a golf ball if it was put in front of me anyways, so um, there's no cannons or anything no. like that. So, so <laughs> twins, what does one do to get ready for twins? 
Um, well, I'm not, sh I can't can compare it to anything because these are our first two, <laughs> but, um, you know, it's a lot of, you know, I make cardboard runs about every week. Um, we get a lot of Amazon purchases at the yeah. house, but, um, we just had our first baby shower Sunday. And so I've been going to war with a, uh, a baby stroller oh, no. the last couple of days. Still can't get it. By the I don't know how the, those things break down. By the time down. the babies are born, well, this is probably a double stroller you're putting together. Oh, yeah. Oh, I... Ooh. Oh wow! Will Home Study come over and do that? They will. Yeah. That was oh. going to be my next question. Yeah. Can I get a phone Good number idea. or something? Yeah. I, Good idea. Yeah, that's <laughs> for the safety of the children. You probably should have someone else. It's so that probably they're... best for everybody involved. Yeah. yeah. Well, here's some number for Home Home yeah, Study. They'll go. come fix that. Their first <laughs> double <laughs> stroller build. Oh yeah. 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 No, that's we're really excited. That's it's, awesome. Um, it's going to be fun. It's right in the middle of uh, the fall. Right in the middle of we both coach fall sports, so yeah. that's. Um, that's a challenge, but we're really excited. Yeah. Yep. And Debbie has a uh, high schooler getting ready for back to school. Yes, junior year this year. We're excited though, because he's in marching band and he's in the jazz band. So we just had band camp a few weeks ago and it was, you know, we had so much fun. I think we mm -hmm. were just all so happy to be together again, listening to music and just the kids be, just being able to be high schoolers, be yeah, teenagers, yeah. you know. It was so wonderful to see them together again. How's the vibe from uh, your son going into this year compared to going into last year? Well, he didn't go in last year, that's right. the thing. Yeah. So he spent a sophomore <laughs> year at, in his bedroom on his computer. Yeah. So, I mean, we're a little nervous, but um, you know, he's vaccinated and he's probably gonna have to wear his mask, yeah. even though it's not mandated, but it's strongly encouraged. Yeah. So um, we're just gonna be careful, you know, hand sanitizer, don't be, you know, hugging your friends and high-fiving and sharing your, you know, drink yeah, at no lunch. No trading uh, juice boxes. No. <laughs> or reeds. Yeah, that yeah. too. Yeah, reeds. Uh, you don't have to worry about that. It's just sticks for him, so yeah. we're good. Do we lose any uh, equipment or with the storms of last week? Are you all back into normal? Yeah, I think so. Um, <laughs> yeah, we, have, we had a pool in the back. That was kind of an issue. I think that was pretty close to overflowing, and we had some trees um, lose some branches, but nothing too serious. J-Dot? Um, I mean, you've probably seen our trucks, if you've been driving around anywhere in the county, you've seen our crews hard at work. Mm -hmm. They've been doing a great job. Um, I mean, we have a, um, an engineering-like text thread, and I mean, every so often, it seems like, you know, here's a tree that's down here, yeah. here's a tree that's on a power line. I mean, it just, it hasn't stopped it since stop, last it? Wednesday, yeah. Just this morning. Just this morning. Yeah. Thanks for the update on the uh, new technology park and your uh, partnership. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having us. Glad to be here. Yeah. Nice to yeah. Debbie Kelly from the Enterprise Group and Joe Benchneider from Jackson County Department of Transportation. Stay tuned. Next, Aaron Dimmick joins us with uh, news about last night's city council meeting and uh, a planned grant. Stay tuned. For over 30 years, the Jackson area has relied on the knowledge and craftsmanship of Allen Brothers Fence Company. From wrought iron and aluminum to vinyl, wood, or chain link fencing, the friendly staff at Allen Brothers is the answer for your next decorative, security, or containment fence project. Residential, commercial, or industrial, call 764-2922. Visit us on Facebook to take a look at some of our latest projects or stop in and see us at 4200 Page Avenue in Michigan Center. 
Moore here at Minotti's Frosty Board. Are you hungry for a deal? Coney Dogs, just $3.99 over here. Doesn't make you full enough? Have an ice cream over here for $5.99. Want something more sporty? Get a flurry over here for $8.99. Better hurry up, those prices are flying off the lot. Smart, you can't sell ice cream for those prices. It's too much, you can't do it, it's too much. Eminati's Frosty Boy, we want to sell lots of dough. Cookie Minuteman Sewer and Drains, because no matter when it is, as always, Minuteman Sewer and Drain is there with same-day service 24-7, 365. Minuteman Sewer and Drain will be there on that day when you need them. Minutemansewer.com. When you open a Michigan-made checking account with True Community Credit Union, you can earn up to 2.25% APY each month based on the activities and relationships you have connected to your account. Open your Michigan-made checking account. Visit TrueCCU.com. What happens when kids have more space to learn? There's no hiding in my classroom. All my kids feel like they're important. Da Vinci has helped me change my grades from D's to A's. The online option gives students a different chance to do things at their own pace. Da Vinci helped me feel more safe and welcomed at school. Kids were really nice. No kid would ever be mean to me. They get an education that's going to lead them to, to bigger and better things than they can possibly imagine. Da Vinci Schools. Space for every student. Welcome back to The Morning Show. Joining us now from the City of Jackson, Public Information Officer Aaron Dimmick. Good morning, Aaron. Hello, thanks for having me. Great to have you here, uh, especially since last night the city council met and you can get us uh, up to speed on what happened. Yeah, it was a busy city council meeting, like always. It was three hours, which by Jackson standards is typical. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people are always impressed at the length of our meetings, but uh -huh. there's always a lot of work to do. We're going to get a microphone for you here oh. first. Yeah, we're, we're missing. Missing sound on uh, That's all right. on Aaron. Yeah, honestly, it's the best policy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You need to hear my beautiful. Brandon Dolly joining us. Thank you, Brandon. Yeah. Yeah. You need to hear my beautiful. During the break. You need to hear my beautiful Port Huron accent, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> now we can hear you. Yes. yes. So yeah, busy city council meeting, but I would say the biggest issue that was talked about last night was gun violence. Mm -hmm. It's something that we've been discussing a lot in the Jackson community. A lot of people are alarmed at a lot of the shootings that we've been having. So this is actually something the city has been working on for the past three years. And um, like a lot of things, the COVID-19 pandemic kind of pushed it to the side, but we're getting back to the business of it. But what it is, is called group violence intervention. And it's been proven in communities across the country and right here in Michigan to reduce gun violence. And what it does is it directly looks at the people who are committing gun violence and then working with police and community organizations and neighbors to directly intervene to see what's going on. How can we get people to stop doing gun violence? Because I think it's safe to say no one wants to shoot someone. <laughs> people find themselves in these situations. Um, so it's more about directly intervening and finding out what we can do for that person and help resolve some of these conflicts. Because we did a study a couple years ago and uh, really it's just like, the same group of like 20, 30 people who are involved in gun violence and they're committing around you know, 80, 90% of the gun crimes here in Jackson. Mm -hmm. And the study also found that unless you're kind of involved in these networks, you have a very low chance of getting shot or being impacted by gun violence. But obviously this is something that's very alarming to the community. Uh, any gun violence for anyone is not good for our entire community. So what happened last night 
was the city allocated $1.5 million towards the GVI program. So that's going to be funding the program, I believe, over the next five years. Now, Aaron, will uh, this program add any new jobs? Yeah, we're still trying to figure out how that's going to work, but we're really utilizing what we have at the police department, the expertise there, and then hiring a coordinator for the group violence intervention program, and then also hiring a social worker for the police department that would work with this program along with a lot of other issues. Uh, we've just been seeing increasingly over the past decades that our police officers are doing less of controlling, reducing crime and more having to be a social worker. They arrive to a lot of- That's reaction, yeah. 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 They arrive to a lot of mental health problems or a lot of family problems. So um, our police chief last night admitted that we have a gun violence problem and there's just a lot of things that our police department and police departments across the country are not equipped to do mm -hmm. currently to battle these societal issues like gun violence. So I think this is gonna be a big boost to our efforts and I'm excited to see it. Nice. I'd like to know the names of these 20 or 30 oh. people. <laughs> Stay away from them. Yeah, they did a uh, study a couple of years ago where they mapped out all of the gun violence in Jackson and really tied it to like just these groups of people and it just continues to be this cycle of mm. uh, retaliation and violence. Mm -hmm. So it's more about directly putting people into that situation and figuring out how we can stop those problems sure. from occurring. Have you ever noticed uh, across from uh, Henry Ford Legion South, uh, the number of people crossing the street willy-nilly to get to the parking well, lots. Well, when the restaurant was across the street, <laughs> more so, the yeah. um, Chinese takeout restaurant. But e even with that, the, even with crosswalks, people are crossing right in the middle of the street, and city council is going to do something about that. Yes, another thing that was decided last night is the city council entered into a contract with MDOT to make a pedestrian island on East Michigan, right in front of the hospital, Henry Ford Allegiance Health. And that's gonna stretch the entire front of the hospital, most of it, from East Avenue to Page Avenue. Because the problem we're seeing there is we're just seeing increased pedestrian traffic at the hospital, people crossing the street. And we've had hospital employees who have been getting hit by cars because really? people have been driving you know, very quickly through that area. A lot of people run that red light because yeah. they're going to the ER. Mm -hmm. Oh, they're on their way to the ER. I <laughs> ran the red light. I didn't hit anyone, luckily. But, yeah, it's a big wide street, like five lanes. So uh, we've had the problem of hospital employees getting hit by cars, but also it is a very wide street. Mm -hmm. So there's gonna be a pedestrian island. So it's almost gonna be like a little boulevard um, in that section. But so people should be encouraged to use the crosswalks at the intersections. Yes. Will this, won't this encourage people to not use the crosswalks? They'll just keep crossing in the middle of the block? I would hope that it would encourage people to use the pedestrian crossing because when we're talking about a pedestrian island, I believe it's going to be blocking off the entire section. So it's almost mm -hmm. going to be like a boulevard in yeah. a way, because it's going to be stretching an entire block right in front of the hospital. Oh, an entire block, wow. Yeah. Mm. That'll be interesting. Yeah. So Very hopefully sure. they'll do something we'll to We'll go check protect. it out, mm -hmm. won't we? <laughs> <laughs> now, um, big news is the city council approved the responsible contractor ordinance, which revises qualification for contractors doing um, construction or maintenance projects 
by the city of Jackson. Talk a little bit about um, that ordinance and what that means. Yeah, it really just kind of revises the qualifications that contractors have when they're doing work in the city. We contract a lot of work, whether it's a road construction project or like you know, doing the air conditioning at City Hall. Mm -hmm. um, we want to make sure we have a good process to hire people to do that work. So my understanding is this just kind of changes some of the qualifications. Um, some people on the council would like to say that it strengthens our qualifications for who we're hiring to do the work. Some other people on the council were um, suspicious of the intent mm -hmm. of you know why we would want to do that. But really, what it looks like to me is this is just something that gives the city more information when we're doing a bid process and uh, having more information to make those decisions. I wouldn't expect this is anything that would really impact our residents too much mm -hmm. directly, but of course, everything that we do at City Hall touches residents at some mm -hmm. point. Does this make it harder for uh, the city to buy local? Uh, I, I think that's a really a subjective thing mm -hmm. um, because the city council is still going to have the ability to uh, look at the bids and review all of the qualifications. Um, so I guess that is kind of a subjective thing. Mm -hmm. I think it just provides more information for them to make decisions mm -hmm. at that time. Was the city uncomfortable with some of the bids that they'd had in the past? Um, maybe they felt that some of, the, some of the project pricing was not fair from some of the bids? Is that what prompted this? I wouldn't say it's so much uh, about fair pricing. I would say that there have been some concerns from council members about equity issues sure. and local people being involved. They want to make sure that there's been some questions about why are we always going with these certain sure. suppliers? Why can't we uh, be more mindful of equity and going with female-led or minority-owned businesses? So I think that was an initial concern for wanting to talk about this, and that's why some people ended up supporting it. The uh, city seal, uh, it's uh, in the process of uh, getting redesigned. Yes. It's still going forward. Yeah, we had a meeting about that last night. It was not at the city council meeting, but it was at the Jackson Public Arts Commission meeting. and. Um, Really, that was kind of the first step in collecting input from the community about what our residents would like to see the seal redesign look like. So last night, they uh, accepted ideas from the community, heard from residents as to what they would like to see if the seal is eventually officially redesigned, um, and then coming up with some concrete ideas to give a graphic design company we're working with and then from there, they're gonna come up with, I believe, three designs, and then the Public Arts Commission will select their top two, and then it'll go to the City Council sometime this fall, and then they will decide which seal they like. And like any other City Council decision, you know, they could decide to do something new, or they could decide to keep the status quo, which is our current seal. Mm -hmm. So. I wouldn't say that I'm confident that they will adopt a new seal. That's always a, a um, possibility that they wouldn't. But really, um, seeing you know one year ago, they, the same council unanimously decided to initiate the city seal redesign process. So I'd almost expect us to have a new city seal because of that. All right. Well, we've had no uh, designs submitted yet, right? We do not have any things 
to officially review, I've heard a lot of different ideas. Um, one of them includes Austin Blair, depicting Austin Blair, our Michigan governor during the Civil War who is from Jackson. Mm -hmm. I've also heard a lot of ideas about a tree to represent under the oaks, the birthplace of the Republican mm -hmm. Party, and to also represent our lovely parks here in the city. All right. You brought some photos, speaking of parks. Yes. Mm -hmm. We have people for the parks. And it's been going. There's some of them. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like a good group of people. Yeah, we were uh, really encouraged to see, I believe we had about 15 residents come out to mulch the Exchange Park Playground this past Saturday. And uh, it was really encouraging to see. We got it done in about 40 minutes, which is amazing. So that was our first project to do with people for the parks and trails. I'm helping organize this as a resident outside of my work with the city. And then uh, I'm working with Andrew Sargent from the Parks and Recreation Department as the department liaison. So we wanna do up to two projects a month, one on a weeknight, one on the weekend, and have a season. So we're looking at doing it from April 1 to November 1. So we still have a lot of projects coming up. What we have left of the summer and fall, the next one is on September 1st at 6.30. We're gonna be picking up trash along the MLK Trail. Nice, now do you and Sarge actually uh, get your hands dirty in the projects as <laughs> oh, well, yeah. or are you just the uh, walk-around guys? <laughs> <laughs> no, me and uh, Mr. Sargent were definitely helping spread mulch as well. I took a few breaks to uh, greet people and take photos, of course, cool. but we've been doing the projects just like everyone else. It's awesome. Is Morrell Street done yet? It sure is. Oh. I think we should have a parade, right? We should. Yeah. We should all go right now. You, wow. you could be the Grand Marshal, Bart. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, this is really great. I think anyone who is familiar with driving on Morrell over the past several decades have known it's been a problem spot. So I think this is really fantastic when we talk about the effort to fix roads in the community to have a fresh stretch of street on Morrell from Greenwood to MLK Drive. This is just really big. I had just been saying for several years, if we can just give residents morale, yeah. Yeah. maybe they'll be happy. I think they're happy. <laughs> I would like to think so. So uh, new pavement there, new street lighting. You can see improved sidewalks, sidewalk ramps. And uh, underground, there's new water infrastructure, water sewer mains, and lead line replacements. So this is really positive to see. We're excited to see this project finally done. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for the updates. Yes, thank you. Thanks, Aaron. Aaron Dimmick from the City of Jackson. More of the show after this. The PIC Center is an independent practice that has provided care to the Jackson area for over 25 years. Doctors O'Neill and Cack supervise antibiotic infusions, as well as those for many other conditions, such as inflammatory bowel, joint and lung disease, anemia, and multiple sclerosis. Our modern facility is open seven days a week, and the infusion staff will make you feel right at home. Let your doctor know you have a choice where you receive your next infusion. Remember, when you've picked us, you've picked the best. For over 35 years, Nostalgia Inc. has been Jackson's home for all things comics, graphic novels, and games. Whether it's Spider-Man, Batman, X-Men, The Walking Dead, or even Stranger Things and Star Wars, Nostalgia's friendly staff has decades of experience and can find the perfect gift for that fanatic in your life. With the largest selection and inventory of the latest comics, 
you're always sure to find something new and different at Nostalgia. Looking for something from years back? Our backstock selection can't be beat. And don't forget to ask about our subscription service so you never miss an issue. Into Magic the Gathering, D&D, Pokemon, or Tabletops? We've got everything you could ever need. Whether you're starting a new hobby, a seasoned collector, or just shopping for that superhero in your life, Nostalgia Inc. is the place for you. Nostalgia Inc. on Mechanic Street in downtown Jackson. Experience on-site financing with American One Credit Union and shop four local dealerships August 25th through the 28th at the American One Summer Car Sale at Westwood Mall in Jackson. Purchase during the sale and you could receive rates as low as 1.99% APR from American One and $100 gas card from your dealership. Visit AmericanOneCU.org for full details and to get pre-approved today. Rates subject to approval. Federally insured by the NCUA. Get the facts about the COVID-19 vaccine. COVID-19 vaccines are safe and effective and provide our best hope of ending the pandemic and returning to normal. The Walk-In Clinic at Center for Family Health is providing vaccines Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. and 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Saturday and Sunday. No appointment is necessary. Don't delay. Stop in today. The Center for Family Health has been opening the door to health care for all in Jackson County for 30 years. Welcome back to the morning show. I think it was earlier this week you were excited about a new Cinnamon Toast Crunch dusting powder that you received from... Mm -hmm. Claudia Bovee. Well, now Pillsbury is coming out with uh, new cinnamon toast crunch cookies. It's dough that, uh, you know, like Pillsbury, you unwrap mm. the thing and you throw them in the oven. You make your own cinnamon toast crunch. I've had them. Cookies. I've had them. <laughs> I believe it. Yeah. And they're coming out with cinnamon toast crunch cinnamon rolls. That this sounds fall. delicious. Yeah. And such a great brand. Apparently, it's mm -hmm. amazing. It's like uh, it's overtaken this. It's like Coke. Every aisle in the supermarket. And McDonald's has a new breakfast uh, menu item, which is going to be available all day. They've added a donut item. It's the new <laughs> glazed pull apart donut. I love pull apart items. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> I, do, I do that. I, I, I love it. It's six, uh, one, two, three, four, five, Looks seven. Like it comes in a hash brown packet. That would, you know what, the sweet and salty thing, this would be great with hash brown. Yeah, this is uh, good. It's only $1.59 starting September 1st. All right, well, we'll get those. Stephen Hogwood, I hope you add these to your uh, McDonald's. They'll probably menus. be in New York City. They're going to be very something. popular. It took, you know, a long time for some of the stuff to, the food items to make it from the west to the east. So uh, hopefully not that McDonald's. comes quicker. We are, we're on top of it here. And... Girl Scouts have a new cookie coming out. I don't know if I like the looks of this. It's a brownie, fudgy, caramely. That's too much. Adventureful. That's too much for me. But it, you know what? It looks decent. It's too much cookie. But it's a perfect lot. perfect for the guys upstairs. Perfect for the, the guys fellas upstairs, upstairs in yeah. the booth. Yeah. The more flavors, the better. So that looks great hey join us tomorrow morning we will have dr vivek hack infectious disease specialist and we'll also have the chamber connection presented by experience jackson we have craig hatch along with newly hired rachel buchanan and then coming up on your show later daniel noble and melissa dozier troy white trooper travis fletcher from michigan state police george pearson and the 
Rick Walton. That's it. We'll see you tomorrow. Welcome to the 2021 American Cancer Society Relay for Life, and we're in Mountie Nation on the campus of Northwest Schools with Superintendent Jeff Bontrager. And Jeff, hosting this event this year, I know, is a very important uh, part of what the Mountie Nation is all about this year. It sure is, Bart. You know, we are all about not only Northwest, but the greater Jackson community. And it's all about community service, and just, just being a part and having people see what we have to offer. Uh, so, you know, giving back and forth. So we appreciate that. And what an awesome event. Um, what a great cause. Um, so we're very honored to be able to host this this year. And I notice not only you, but you've got members of your school board. I see uh, members of your team, your staff, teachers, they're all all participating in this this weekend. Yeah, we have many of our uh, of our faithful Mounties out here this weekend. And just, uh, they're excited to be a part of uh, something special. So if we can get this weather to hold off, it's gonna be uh, just an awesome time. It's a great chance to uh, show off a lot of the improvements that have been made here on the campus over the last uh, handful of years. It really is. You know, uh, back a handful of years ago when we were able to, uh, our, well, our community, rallied together and uh, voted to pass that bond. What you see behind us here is uh, part of the result of that and we're excited about that because once again, it's about the community. We had added another gymnasium, a cafetorium that seats a thousand people. So what we wanna do, our, really our mission here at Northwest is not only to serve our Northwest community but to be able to invite the greater Jackson community and like for example for tonight. All right, well the layup in looks the event, great. Uh, people are starting to assemble and we're ready to go, go for the, the relay. Ready to go. Pretty excited. We are. Located Northwest. Go. Go Mounties. <laughs>
sooner rather than later. We are honored and happy to have the VFW Honor Guard to present the colors, and uh, we are going to have the national anthem played as in the Vietnam vets. Our Vietnam veterans, thank you for being here, gentlemen. We truly appreciate it. Thank you so much. Here we are with the 